0: download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now
1: welcome to the money Vikings podcast where we conquer financial freedom Join Greg, Jerry, and Bob as they discuss everything investing and personal finance. The Money Vikings podcast is hosted by three dads who are doing what they can each day to burn down debt and build wealth. Learn the path to true wealth. Their podcast and website, moneyvikings.com,
2: is a treasure trove of ideas. So without further ado, here they
1: are, the Money Vikings. Pasta. Dim sum, tacos and plantains. What do they have in common? They're all delicious and international. It's a global world, everyone. Where to find <laughs> investing opportunities and in international equities? Let's go globetrotting Rick Steve style through the back door. Welcome to the Money Vikings podcast number 40. Bob and Jerry, are you there?
0: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. You really got Bob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm sorry for our audience. It wasn't you that gotta, funny. You gotta know, you gotta know. Dude, be- <laughs> he came in. I he he came in pretty I'm hot.
2: S- with, he came in hot with the dim sum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, Sorry. this is our international show. Oh, I love it. Dude, that was so good. Oh, was so I, good. I'm I'm laughing at Bob's laughter. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> not, <laughs> n- not not Greg's, uh, oh. but it's fun. You guys, you guys crack <laughs> yeah. me up. Yeah. We'll hey, see. listen, we'll guys. See. I got to tell you. For
1: so her. this is great. You know what? We've had. A, I've I've really enjoyed the last couple of shows. We had our friends, our, our buddy. Uh, Brian over at GatorTraders.com yeah. over with us. We had chinchilla picking. We found out what a chinchilla was. But now this show, mm-hmm. we're back to the three amigos. Yes. And we are talking about international stocks and equities and investing, which is a really kind of uh, strange area. But I think it's really, uh, I think it's actually really vital to uh, achieving alpha in the long run. Because yeah. there's so many more growth opportunities uh, internationally. Um, but 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 before we get into that guys we always do our thing about news and all that but I, I gotta do another shout out to to us it's our 40th episode
0: <laughs> what <laughs> wow 40, 40 years goes by fast <laughs> so fast so fast Age No like man, 40, 40,
1: for, I'm uh, you know hey I want to thank our audience 40 episodes wealth building tips tricks inspiration <laughs> trading. I don't know, ne- man. We're, ne-
0: next, uh, next month will be one year of podcasting. Oh, God, man. that
1: is great. Yeah. I, I, it's good stuff, guys. And I, I really, I, again, we hope that we are adding value for you as the audience. So, uh, well, yes. thanks for the golf clap. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do want to do an announcement as well. We've got our, we have new features in development on the blog. So okay. check out our hawk trades section. Uh, and and we're working on some other features that are going to be uh, in the pipeline there. So we're just, I think we're continuing to add value. Uh, I'm I'm, as, I'm excited well.
2: about it, man. Because here's the thing: is like, it's it's turning it's turning this this the the, the blog into a very um, crucial tool, I believe, for like investors and and um, people looking to actually get a handle on finances, the financial freedom, right? I mean. Because yeah, we're doing the hot trades. We're we're giving people some kind of um, investment ideas that are, are going to be very lucrative. But then, you know, we're we're talking about like tutorial stuff. We're talking about you know changing off the sections for for people to easily find if they're trying to look at retirement, real estate, health, like all these things. It's you know keep an eye on it so yeah I, i'm i'm excited yeah. for this this is gonna be awesome we're, tra-
1: we're, we're trying to gather together the best tips tricks strategies information as possible right yeah uh and, and put it there so and make it easy anyway. to find easy to find like it's just yeah
0: and fun and fun, fun, is fun. yeah hot anyway. trades hot trades <laughs> hot trades.moneyvikings.com yeah. and that yeah. is not a joke. That is that the world.
1: That is it. That's a real thing. That's a real thing, and we will say it like that every time. Hot trades. Hot trades. Hot trades. Uh, all right, guys. In the news, <laughs> we always have to talk crypto. I uh, got a couple of, of uh, a couple of new, news items here. Bitco- Bitcoin and crypto have now been classified as assets by Goldman Sachs. I think wow. that's big. I think that's big news and yeah. I want I want to know what happened to Monkey Pants today. Longer <laughs> from down under,
2: man. He's he's just and, and
0: and in El Salvador, it's legal tender.
2: Yeah. Wow. It's tendies.
0: Okay. <laughs> the tides okay. are tides are changing.
1: Musk seems back into Bitcoin. He says if fifty percent of mining goes
0: green, oh uh, my god, he's, he's he's having like a. But yeah. that's what that's what
2: I feel. I mean, <sighs> it seems like that's what's that's what's fueling the run right now. But I, I'm telling you guys, I still maintain. Looking at the technicals and the charts, I, I don't think it's we're out of this kind of correction phase on, on the big name cryptos um, until July. I, mm. Just looking at the technicals, it still shows. Um, early July, early to mid July. So we'll see. Uh, this, this could be just a little spike in, in the, the wedge, but, you know, we'll see.
0: Well, taproot well, tap tap plus musk. I don't know. Some people think that the musk effect is kind of wearing off on the prices of Doge and yeah. BTC. I, I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's probably know.
1: time. You shouldn't have one person that influences things like that all the right. time. I mean, it's supposed to be. Well, that, that goes into the broader point here. This is our international show. Let me ask you this. I think this will blow your mind. I was thinking about this as we were putting together our, our international show, Research. Bitcoin, to me, or crypto, could be the most international investment of all time. Right. Think about it, right? A Global global currency, yeah.
0: It, it has earth? no walls or borders. It's, <laughs> it's, it's open. Anybody, yeah. it's decentralized. Anybody can take part in it. So it's yeah. like the earth currency or the first big one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it gets any more international than that.
0: No, that's a really good point. So really good point.
1: We're going to get into that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jerry, did you want to mention anything about the Mr. Wonderful uh, interview at, in Miami? That was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. You said, yeah, me there was week.
0: a, there was a nice piece on uh Yahoo finance where he was interviewed by uh, someone from Yahoo finance. Uh, just talking about Bitcoin and how he's really into it. And the fact that institutions all want to get into it, but what's blocking them is ESG compliance. And that's as soon as they solve that problem, then uh, it'll have institutional adoption and therefore it will grow and gain in value uh, quite a bit from what it is is today.
2: uh, Educate me on ESG compliance. Uh,
0: It's environmental, social, uh, what's the G? Governance. Yeah. Social governance. Okay, gotcha. And so- yeah, people yeah, who ahead. want to invest in companies that are kind to the planet, <coughs> and uh, you know, aren't uh, you know polluting or anything like that. Right. that. That's that's kind of what those are about. To and so, me, you know, to
1: me, Jerry, it. I don't. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it, there, there's it's worth. We might even want to do a whole show on it because it's an interesting broad standard. You'd be very surprised at the lists of companies you'd see on there, and I wonder if sometimes it's pledges. Um, you know, it, it, because it, it, does have to do with, you know, it's, it's things like no, um, you know, no forced labor, you know, if mm-hmm. there's some company coming out of China that's making a ton of money, but they've got a bunch of convicts or, uh, people in concentration camps doing the, uh, the, the labor, you know, they'd be flagged, um, or if it's something that's unsustainable or doesn't have a plan to sustainability, Um, it's, it's very interesting. I, and the only reason I know is because I did a a little bit of research into the Vanguard ESG fund and you guys could look it up and look at the top 10 companies, but they're, they're pretty well household names. I guess my point is they, they, they wouldn't strike you as like, you know the first one wouldn't necessarily be like you know treehuggers.com you know or, or something <laughs> <laughs> you know it, the, the first company would be like microsoft and the second one would be apple i mean it's it's a right it's well i mean you know.
0: know one of the one of the areas is like the uh i don't know the data centers that don't uh you know that have net zero carbon emissions and things like that and if the companies aren't doing that or not able to they can offset with carbon credits which is a hmm. futures you can trade actually hmm. it's pretty interesting, interesting stuff wow yeah so there it's very uh yeah we could do a whole show on it that's, that's cool okay, i'll leave future, it at that
1: future show there the right. last thing i have in our in our news notes is uh is that jerry you put in here that <laughs> the artist sold an invisible sculpture for eighteen thousand dollars shut
0: up yeah yeah i'll put the link in the show notes oh, but uh yeah. Yeah, there's like a there's like yeah. a white border around it and uh <laughs>
1: I love how you put a photo of it in our show notes because I'm kind of looking at it like that's great. What is this?
0: I'll <laughs> uh, I'll put it in the podcast notes so our, our uh, viewers can see it. It's pretty cool. Um, and there's one it's other pretty cool. yeah. there's other one funny one before we get down to uh business is the um the fidelity study. Did you see that one? No. It's the title is, is enough. It's the best investors are dead.
1: Oh, is that God. is that meaning they're, they're, they 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 don't do anything? They're hands off and they just let their exactly. Or they just don't, they don't live anymore.
0: They no, yeah, saying. they're they're dead or they forgot about their 401ks from 2 jobs ago and <laughs> this happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'll know, put the link in the show notes. But uh, yeah, and then and then the funds are doing great and they're totally hands off and that's awesome and had they had they been monitoring them, you know, they would have panicked and sold yeah. during the drop and then bought when it's too high yeah well
1: you you know i think listeners know we've got some of our blog posts about the psychological money tricks Uh and the that the famous yale economist um that goes through the psychological barriers that humans have with managing their money said something similar where he said he said basically my lazy approach to my 401k has done very well for me because he just said he's lazy and not interested in it. And yeah. so he just never looks at it. No, that's, and he's like, I've done
0: great. It's brilliant. Wow. It's brilliant. Nobody's got the, you know, if you're really into trading and, and investing, you know, you're going to watch things and look at it too carefully and, and make stupid moves. So, yeah, I just thought that was a pretty interesting way to uh, think about investing. And and I have this posted on my monitor. It was always my sitting from the... Uh, wow. Yes. Uh, what is it? The Diaries of a Stock Operator. Edward, yeah. Leferver, or Jesse Livermore. I forget who said it, but yeah, I try to remind myself that periodically when I'm like, "Oh, I need to do a trade," or "Let me move some stuff around." No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah slow think, down. exactly. Just slow down. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me let me throw
1: out an idea that so you know this is our international show and I it is in our uh, our Sleep at Night portfolio on the uh dot com uh, blog post. But anyway, I do think that's that some international exposure is important in the long run to get superior uh performance and returns above average returns and I'll tell you why so i'll give you a couple of concepts to think about
0: what what sum can you tell me what sum is dim sum uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: how did you know yes. no in the in the in the sleep at night portfolio i I believe I talk about somewhere between five and ten percent.
0: Wow, interesting. Okay. Do you think that's
1: Do you think that's high? Is that, I? That I high have
0: view? no idea, and I didn't want to cut you off, but uh, I just ran a report on Vanguard or, or on uh, Morningstar, and it told me it's my mine is too low, but I don't really know what it's supposed to be.
1: Hmm. Well, okay. I mean, I want to put out there that's an opinion based on. <laughs> what i'm going to say here i mean i don't know you know it's whatever someone's comfortable with because yeah i would i would say that i would say that international has more risks and we'll get into that but let me let me give you a couple of macro uh demographic concepts to think about so here's one china and this isn't going to change china accounts for over half of global e-commerce that's Hmm. one country okay yeah it's,
2: it's all alibaba (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Alibaba and JD.com. It's, Al, it's Alibaba and JD dot com. Yeah. And so my my my, my point <laughs> being, I just would think that an investor with a balanced portfolio uh, that wants to make money over the next couple of decades should have some exposure to those companies. Mm-hmm. Now, why a-
0: Why would you limit yourself? Yeah, why would you say as an American citizen, oh, I just want to invest only? in us there's nothing else going outside going on outside of the country that is worth investing in. that's it's hmm. pretty uh narrow-minded
2: okay In, in furthermore on that is it it's also a good way to kind of um help hedge right american economy doesn't hold the world up but sometimes it, sometimes it does have an impact globally but still there are times where the american economy is going going south and you have other economies that are doing great
0: yes yes mm-hmm. so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although well, others might argue that everything is so interconnected now that that's yeah, not that's not the yeah. same these days. I yeah. don't know. I just take well, the contrary. Well, no, Jerry, and- <laughs> I think you're onto
1: something, Jerry, because you you brought that up when we were talking about putting the show together, and I thought it was actually a really good point. Um, you do make good points sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, basically, the, the the concept you put. You made me it, laugh. You saying, well, you were saying, you were saying, uh, you know, is it, if I own a bunch of Apple, isn't Apple international? And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Look, look, is isn't Tesla international? I mean, there well,
2: are yeah, no- but, but, well, hold on. Are we talking? Are we talking about when we, when we talk about international? Are we talking about companies that are? Um, that are headquartered in uh, overseas, you know, in in another country where they do business in the United States, or are we talking about companies that just do business internationally? That's what I we mean. To...
1: We're we're sp- specifically here trying to focus on companies that are owned and based outside of the U.S., right? Right. But I think it's a very good um, ironic juxtaposition to just remember that many many large U.S. companies are pretty I, much global.
0: I, 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 Apple sells iPhones in China. <laughs> Apple sells iPhones in China.
1: Yeah. Done. I think that's
0: there what you. we're we're talking about here. And and it's it's just just be aware that unbeknownst to you, you may have more international exposure than you thought sure. you did, just sure. because you own some right. US companies that export their product globally. Right. Um, yes, but but a they physical sell those, product or a service.
1: But they sell those phones on Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> For half the price. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you, let me give you guys one more little nugget of uh, information here. Africa, the continent of Africa, will be half of global population growth through twenty fifty. So think about that's another huge demographic thing. Africa it'll be half of half? global population growth. Yeah. So I'm not saying that that means that you go out and you definitely buy the next uh you know, African company. Uh, but there there are some really good ones in there. I found a very interesting one called ShopRite Holdings, which is the the largest grocery chain in Africa. And if you have half of the world's population growing up in Africa through the year 2050, I would I might be interested in owning the grocery chain
0: or something. <laughs> of- he- I can hear Bob's mouse clicking. He's like buying hundreds of shares right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, bye.
1: Bye 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 <laughs> 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 so, you know, I think you guys get the idea. I mean, you know, we it's just I think, again, I, I think there's risks here as well. But at the end of the day, you know, having that international exposure, uh, you know, the, the, the U.S. is still a superpower. Right. But we're now but we're now we're not the only kid on the block anymore. I think that's a key part of this. You know, it used to be after the World War Two and the Cold War. You know, Europe was left in r- rubble, right? And every mm-hmm. other market was an emerging, tri- developing market. But a lot of time has gone by now. And so the U.S. has a lot of competition and there's a lot of developed markets. Right. Um, so anyway, just, just put that out there. That's interesting. Um, hmm. So, you know, the other thing I would add is this, guys. I think you guys know this. I mean, most emerging nations, I would argue that they want to live the high, the kind of high quality lifestyle that Americans, Europeans, Canadians, Japanese, right. Live. I mean, they, they, they want, they want the, you know, they want the single family house. They want the car. At least I think they do. When I was in, in, in Europe, man, I was like, I'm like, I'm such an American. Like, I just, I need to clean up my act here. I needed better clothes. Uh, anyway. Um, so let's throw out some ideas here. Uh, so I,
2: mean, cause th- cause I know we we're talking about this uh, a little bit offline and I, for me, it's, you know, my, my international exposure has always been through my 401k. And so that's what I was saying it was T-Row price. That was something I was using, using because when I first started pulling T-Row price into my um, uh, 401k, it was around the time where the U.S. economy wasn't doing so hot. But the um, international markets were doing great. And so it it was really well. And so that's why I brought it in. I think it was about, I think I was like 15 to 20% exposure into the international markets because of that
0: now was that a dedicated fund that you just thought to yourself i would like some international exposure in my 401k and so I will buy this one fund or yeah. it, it was like one of five that you it, it was sold? just
2: it was just that one I was looking at just because of performance it, it was solely a performance look it, it wasn't really oh, didn't, okay I, yeah i know okay, okay. I, I I saw it was an international fund but it was it was looking at the um the look back on the uh performance the you know the five here, look back; um, they, it actually was doing really well.
0: Compared do do, do to you know that uh, past performance is not a guarantee of oh, future geez. return? Wow, you oh, sound man. like you work at Merrill uh, Lynch. <laughs> 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 you know that now,
2: yeah. But do you know, <laughs> analyzing a chart, you can take past movement and performance and formations. And get a prediction of what's going to happen in the future. I'm just saying, dude. Just saying. You're, just Said saying. by the
0: said by the chart master.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I like that. Let's call him that from now on. No, what? I think
0: Carter Braxtonworth has a title from CNBC.
1: Oh, he does. Okay. They're in bed with. Oh God. no, it's, it's, funds, dude. it's it doesn't count.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually. Uh, I think it's Michael Co. Okay.
1: Yeah. What about chart? What about like the chart Viking? be the chart. There biking. you go. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I and think the so. chart Viking.
0: Con, so here's uh, the here's the deal, guys.
1: I, and I've actually seen this before. So here's I think the big because we are gonna go we have a whole list of what I think are good international plays, okay, or exposure. But um I think the big risk, and it was actually played out recently uh with um Ant, the, the spin off from Alibaba, is yeah. is uh sometimes uh sometimes foreign governments and governments in general just plain suck. Okay. And so, um, so I don't know all the details, but my understanding is there was that there was going to be that ant group sort of investment, uh, conglomerate that was coming off. It was from the Jack Ma guy of Alibaba. And it seems to me that the, uh, the, the, uh, Chinese government over there yanked him into a room and said, uh, (laughs) not so fast there, buddy, you know? And I think that thing kind of had a lot of trouble, right? Like getting off the ground yeah. after the government decided that they, uh, weren't getting their cut or something. I don't yeah. know what the, Cause the concern were. was, it's
2: you're funding, you're funding the, you know, uh, the Chinese military. That was the concern is that, and that's why we had the, the list of those, you know, those Chinese investments that were being pulled off the market because,
1: well, yeah. yeah, well, there's that, that there's that side of it, Bob, where they're involved. And then our government says, you know, no, can't play here because you're supporting this regime. But then there's the side over there overseas, which is completely out of control too at times. So, you know, that's just, I think one of the bigger risks of here. And, and that's why, you know, what would say that at some point, you know, they, they decide to go sour on Alibaba and, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's probably low risk, but I would say it's something that people need to know it,
0: about. It's a risk. I mean, we and we have similar risks in the U.S. too. There's the risk that mm-hmm. the fang stocks get uh, under more government scrutiny to, right. uh, you know, antitrust and breaking them up and, and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, internationally, there's all kinds of other risks that we don't even know about, and yeah, um, it's-, it's something to be aware of. That's all. Yeah, and
2: it, for, furthermore, on, on the the China stuff is. Coincidentally, I, I was I was actually reading this article on um, Taiwan Semiconductor, so TSM. Mm-hmm. So um, it was interesting that for a period of time, China was actually going to invade and take over China, uh, Taiwan. So China oh, yeah. was take over Taiwan.
0: And, there's there's still tension, to right? This there's day. tension
2: there, and and it's, and one of the things was because of TSM, because of the technology that they supply to the world, and their leaps and bounds above. Any competitor out there, but the 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 issue that we ran into is that um, because it's all part of the United States and and U.S. has vested interest in TSM in Taiwan for that purpose. Um, it's it's helped protect um, Taiwan from being taken over essentially by China.
1: Wow,
0: interesting. So see, I, that's what,
1: so for me personally. Um, I mean, I've I've owned Alibaba in the past. Um, but I, for international exposure, I like to focus on ETFs and funds because that way, if one of the companies gets banged up by one of these governments for whatever reason that I don't understand, right. You don't lose all your value, you know, overnight, um, diversified
0: international exposure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So a couple of them that I've, that I looked up that I like and that I've had, um, so you guys know um, EEM is what I talk about that's the iShares um, Emerging Markets ETF. It gives the owner exposure to more than 1200 large and mid-sized companies from countries like China, India, Brazil, South Korea and South Africa. Hmm. So I you know. I
0: have some and I approve. Jerry approves. Do
1: you like EEM?
0: I have EEM. I've sold okay. covered calls against it too. It's been fun.
1: There you go. So there's that one. Um, you know, if you want something a little more traditional, um, I, one, one I like is also the Vanguard Europe ETF. Mm-hmm. Um, that's again, that's another, you know, that's like 1300 companies, European companies. Um, you know, Europe is here to stay and I, I love it. I love Europe.
0: I want one ETF that just gives me all the international exposure I need so I can just check that box off my list.
1: Have you found one?
0: I think D- I have found two. Uh I think it's EEM and uh VXUS, and the X is for everything except UX. It's a Vanguard, every the whole world except US.
1: Oh, VXUS. Okay, I'll check that one. VXUS. Out.
0: V-X-US. Yeah, Per-dress. I think that, and that's also got emerging in it as well. So I'm not even sure I need EEM, but that's my struggle. So yeah, I'm just trying to find the perfect international fund. If I need two or three, I'll I'll do it. But how about this?
2: How about this one? This might be right up. uh, You know, I know we've talked about REITs and uh, real estate and stuff like that. Um, The Vanguard Global X US Real Estate ETF—that's global real estate minus the U.S.
1: So VVNQI, you are welcome. Wow. I never thought of a real estate one. I didn't know about that one, Bob.
0: Well, and yeah. that's the thing that makes international tricky because it's just, you've got to, they have sectors just like mm-hmm. we do in the US. They got finance and healthcare yeah. and pharmaceutical. And so, you know, do you want right. real estate or do you want everything?
1: Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So here's mm-hmm. another one if, if, along the lines of what you said, Bob, the more specific. So another one that I've been interested in lately is ticker CGW. And it's the Invesco S&P Global Water ETF. Now it's not a pure <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think That's Okay, it. I'm sorry.
2: I think to myself like there's this comedian who talks about I'm gonna sell the world water. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry. Are you serious? Uh, yes. He's um, gonna
0: sell the world water. That, that, Zoolander. Is, that is definitely an ESG fund, if I've heard one.
1: Oh, I love oh it. yeah.
0: I love it. Well,
1: here's the yeah. deal. I mean, I you know, you guys, water.
0: <laughs> water. Bottled
1: air. air. Water is uh, very important to life. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think when we're talking about water here, we're talking about clean, healthy, purified water to okay. emerging markets and various. We uh, are. Yeah. Well,
1: okay. the, and also the infrastructure to get it to where it needs mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. I mean the, the 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 storage of it. I mean that's a huge industry, and I, I guess the the reason I picked that one is because, in my mind, like, you know, wa- okay, people can people can ramp back their purchases on Alibaba. You know the next you know uh, the the next Furby toy that they're going to buy their <laughs> child. They can decide. Well, maybe they don't need another one. Yeah. Uh, people people really can't ramp back their water. I mean, <laughs> so I, I don't know this is how i think guys i'm i'm sorry no i mean it's,
2: and, and you especially have <laughs> the, there's
1: there's there are third world
2: countries that don't have proper aqueduct systems and and sewage systems where getting water to those places is huge so i i get it i get it
1: yeah so is Makes so sense? jerry back to e e m is that is that your um is that your biggest uh, international holding right now?
0: I think it's uh tied with VXUS and it's not nearly enough. For me personally, uh this Morningstar X-ray interpreter, and we're not getting paid by Morningstar unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, says I have uh four percent foreign stocks. Okay. Four so, percent. That seems awfully low. And at the yes, beginning it, of the show you mentioned something like five to ten is is uh is better for a fully diversified uh balanced portfolio. So that's that's one of the areas I'm trying to boost. I I do invest in a uh, international uh, ETF in my 401k. I forget which one it is, but uh, I may just I'm doing that one and one other one, and I may just make that one 100. percent So you know, in six I months, would, I'll have more.
2: I would I would think that, and this is just my kind of an observation lately, especially with with things that have kind of how things have been here in our in our market. Um, I I would venture to try to find some something that is a small cap or mid cap, um, or a small mid blend or something like that that is a, a foreign market, because I think looking at what's going on here, I, the the fang stocks, these large cap stocks are kind of um, becoming old news, and I think people are looking to small caps, you know, mid cap companies that are revolutionizing. Our world um, here in the United States, uh, I would I would be looking at that stuff internationally because I, I would like to feel it's it's going to be the same thing. You're going to have these small companies that may revolutionize a, a market space and maybe a disruptor that either is going to be an acquisition or it, it's going to it's going to blow up. So, just my thought.
1: Are, are you going to yeah. find?
0: Find us the next Kathy Wood of Switzerland or something. Um, <laughs> I sure. am Kathy Wood of Switzerland. Yes. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the Morningstar list of the golds and the silvers for for these uh, foreign index funds, and, and the the second one down from the top is uh, foreign small mid blend. That's uh VFSNX. It's called Vanguard FTSC All World XUS Small Cap Index. INS,
2: whatever that is. But now, (laughs) here's the thing. Can I can I say this, though? Um, Maybe maybe, (laughs) maybe. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Um, Okay, I, you know, I recently had done kind of a technical analysis on Cielo. Uh Um, So Cielo waste, because it's a Canadian company is that um, are we is that an international? It is North America.
0: Yep, it for, is. Uh, but here, but here's okay. the deal. I,
1: I, you 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 kind of had a light bulb go off in my head when you said something earlier, how you, you're looking for like a little more growth potential is what you're right. saying. Right. So like the small caps, I think yeah. what we need to do here is distinguish two basic things, though. So there's a key difference between emerging markets and international developed. I think that's the key. If you're looking for the the higher reward, but higher risk, you're mm-hmm. going to want to look for emerging markets, right? Those yep. are the ones that are really trying to grow, but right. have those growing pains, right? But even to, within
0: yeah. those, you can still divide between large cap and small cap, and between tell me, uh, tell me. Give it <laughs> it to me, between emerging markets or uh, developed markets. You were talking about country uh, uh, size of the
2: company, right? But no, no, I'm, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about you know um, the size, these, these, yeah, the size of the company. But I am referring to, um. Uh, I'm trying to say it. Uh, I guess in a way, emerging technology, right? So it's it's kind of in that space where you know there's. I'm I'm running a blank on it, but there is a company in Israel, and oh my god, what can I? I can't remember the name. Israel I mean, has a
1: lot of great companies. Israel does, there, but there a was lot a lot of deal. cutting edge technology yeah. uh, in all kinds of fields comes out of Israel. So Yeah, and, and so kind of like
0: emer- like I don't even know if they're considered an emerging market. I don't think no, they're an emerging market. emerging technology.
2: Emerging no, technology
0: in emerging markets. That's what <laughs> you are looking for right <laughs> Bob? They, but, Yeah, Israel's not an emerging market <laughs> that's what we oh. developed, you know no I'm no, saying,
2: no i'm just but i'm saying emerging technology in these in the developed markets but it, it something like israel where it was an emerging technology from um you know uh, international uh stock I, I I, mean, yeah. when, you know,
1: if you're if you're gonna talk about emerging markets you got to think about things like china and india right know. These, yeah. these are these are societies with huge amounts of people in poverty right yeah. on yeah. farms Right. that they are but but every month they're bringing droves of those people out of poverty and right. into the modern world you know it's 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 happening every month right right um i don't know what the rate is um you know but but they are actively trying to develop you know fully um right. but that but that takes a huge amount of time and investment yeah um but
0: yeah well i think i think greg you're looking at etfs and uh it's just because you you, you want to kind of identify a group of uh, balanced, diverse stocks internationally that, uh, that work for you. Yeah. And I think Bob is more looking still at these companies more from a uh, growth perspective as well. And if they're international, right. that's, that's even better but I, yeah. I think he's looking at, I think he, we're looking, he's looking at different aspects of it and, and you know, that's okay.
2: But if he, yeah. but if he's to, yeah. to each one of our styles though, cause I, cause you know, I, I will keep the ETFs more in my 401k, but then in all, in all of my other accounts, I tend, um, you know, I, I have my long, my, you know, long-term and, and hold investment uh, account. And then I have my kind of play money account where I'm experimenting and just, just, rolling the dice yeah but it's it's like in those where that's where i'm saying like you know uh CLOA waste solutions like that was the that was the huge one where it's this company is the only one right now that has solved for taking waste plastic waste even contaminated plastic waste and breaking it down into um biodegradable diesel fuel that's recycled out. And, and having what's, an, using what's a the symbol process. for this one again? It's CWSFF.
0: I have this.
2: Yes. Yes. And so that's, that's the one where right now it's sitting at, it's, it's under a dollar a share. It's a penny stock, but it's, you, it's OTC. So you can't get it at like Robinhood. but this is the one where like hands down easily in, in a, in a few years, probably approaching $20 a share
1: so mark mark more. my words, Jerry because Bobby's talking about it tonight on our show um, it's blow up He's weeks, moving markets. Uh, yeah in, yeah in two in two weeks Jim Kramer's gonna have it on his list of neat <laughs> stocks. trust me I'm not kidding uh, Bob this. are you it's, pumping you, this well i got i i yeah. do have a, I do have my call with Jim Cramer tomorrow so nice yeah, yeah let, him let him know hey well Bob if that's the kind of stuff you're interested in I think you should look at this shop right i'm not I'm not kidding I mean, yeah at a shop right yeah. yeah, high risk, high reward. Shoprite Holdings—it's the largest grocery chain in Africa, and apparently yeah. half of all new human beings are going to be coming from Africa through the next three decades. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, it's like uh, it. it's a, it's fascinating. I mean, so so I, so see, here's the deal. I've got I've got basically I'm split in half. Right, half of it I'm in developed international. So that's your companies like Nestle, Novartis, Toyota, right? and then right. the other one are the emerging markets and that's mainly for me that's focused on China because i've read a lot of ray dalio and he's bullish on china yeah, over the long run um yep. you know and that's that's what you guys are saying that's the taiwan semiconductor that's the 10 cent that's the alibaba is the samsung you know the jd.com right i'm sorry not samsung that's not chinese but alibaba 10 cent jd.com right. and and taiwan semi oh wait taiwan semiconductor no, that's it it's count. taiwan yeah, that's not China. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: true. And I don't even think they're considered an emerging market, but I no. don't know. I would,
2: uh, what about um, if if mm. you're looking, uh, what about um, uh, NIO, that mm-hmm. uh, EV company? Oh, there is, you go. Yeah, they're because they're they're going to be the largest competitor to Tesla in China, and and they're
1: they're supported, you know, by China. I mean, they want their their winning horse. So I think I've got this right, but EEM. Has returned thirty-five percent over the last. 12. I couldn't
0: believe that when you told me that. I w- I said, "Are you sure about that?" And I had to yeah. go back and check. And that's so, that's pretty cool. That's pretty right? cool. Thirty-five
1: yeah. percent over the last year. It's a, or last twelve months, anyway. Not last twelve year. months. Yeah, not last year to date. Months.
0: Year to date, that was our discussion. I think it's a six six percent year to date, which is still great. Mm-hmm,
1: I'll take mm-hmm. it. I'll take it. Ever heard anybody. No. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's kind of how I'm doing international guys. Um, this, you know, w- this discussion that we're having and the research for the show is making me want to do, you know, even more research on it. You know, I, I'm not ready. You know, I, I still believe at the end of the day that the some, I mean, I would just I'll just flat out say it. The, the greatest companies in the world have come out of the United States. I mean, right. I just think I just think they have. I think the greatest companies in the world have come America. out of the United States. No. America, yeah, right. But I mean, it's right. it's true. But, but.
2: here's here's we have to think g- consideration though, Greg. Right? And this is and this is um, I think a wake up call is that um, we need to become um, a a center again for the world where people want to come here to have this education. And this knowledge and this capacity to advance us, because I think we, for so long, had this mentality of well, America is the best, and it's I think it's shut us off from this knowledge that was coming in for a long period of time, and I think that we haven't had that that influx. Um, and not to say that we don't have that that ability here, but I think it takes globalization in knowledge. To help continue America creating this output, you know superior well, output,
1: I think you're onto something Bob, really interesting I mean uh, th- these are just silly examples, but Steve Jobs, I believe his parents were of Syrian uh, yeah. immigrants yes, yeah, and uh, Elon Musk is from South Africa, right South Africa. so I mean yeah. those are just two that come to mind <laughs> um, but yeah I, I would I would imagine that if any uh any parents of of a chi- of a genius child born in India or China today you know, I imagine that they would actually like that child to go work at Google, right, or at Apple. Right, right. Um, I mean, that's probably still a big dream uh, goal of people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I so I just it's it's very interesting to think about. I mean, we'll see how things go, but I think the macro trends are there, right? Right. Uh, I mean, and and you you guys know I like to follow a lot of times with the long term portfolio. I really like to get. I like to catch those macro waves because because in my mind, nothing can stop them. You know, like like, for example, nothing's going to stop, you know, huge amounts of people being born in Africa over the next 30 years as modern Western societies actually get a lot older. Right. And age. Right. So that would mean, you know, buy some African companies and then buy a lot of pharmaceutical stocks so that all the old people in the West have their medicine.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. So it is the truth. I'm though. just saying, I'm saying the truth, right? It is the truth.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you you guys know I like to play those types of things, and that's kind of how I like to sort of look at things. Like what what is a but that you know uh, you know then I, now I'll contradict myself because. You know, on the other hand, I've I've tried to say before, like, what some think like dying industries, but they actually keep plugging. Like, I used to, I, I have kind of a thing about not investing in, like, um, tobacco stocks, like Altria and that kind of stuff, because mm-hmm. I'm big yeah. into, like, anti-cancer, you know, stuff yeah. that doesn't, you know, that's bad for people's health. But at the same time, those have actually been, <laughs> those have been pretty good stocks. <laughs> it's, so. it, it's hard. <laughs> it, it
2: becomes that moral, it's that moral judgment, right? Because, you know, we we our grandpa he passed away from cancer yeah. and and uh he's he's a uh, he is definitely a resonating voice on on uh how Greg and I came to be where we are and and um it's yeah it's it's, it's one of those things thing. it's, it's a personal thing it's a personal thing, thing you right.
1: know but i don't know is, is Jerry is altria on um the esg list or
0: oh i don't know i'd have to i'd have to look that up it could be it could be It could be. tree huggers. such a hippies
1: you never know yeah. <laughs> you never know yeah yeah what else do you guys think what do you guys got uh set up for next week in terms of trades anything cooking Ooh, yeah I, I, I,
2: my list is too long and i'm trying to find a way to narrow it down i um you have to there's so much good stuff going on <laughs> and, and but and this is this is the um and this is good advice for the listeners out there this is you can sometimes spread yourself too thin where you don't get to maximize on the potential opportunity when you start to narrow your focus, I believe. So if I were to try to jump on every single one of these opportunities and I could, but there are, there are a few, there's there's a handful that I would rather focus more of the energy on and then just let the other couple kind of go. And, and it's that mentality mindset we have to think about if like, you're not gonna be able to get every opportunity out there. It's not possible. You're gonna stress yourself out and this isn't gonna be enjoyable, right? And so for me, with that being said, um, I am uh, looking at REI. Um, that was the, we're gonna blank like again, it was the energy uh, company that uh, is showing signs of a technical breakout. Um, Oil, after- right? No, oh, ring ring energy is what it was. Ring energy, okay. Ring energy, <clears throat> and so REI, and so they were. They're showing signs of a, a long trended uh, technical breakout. It was a downwards wedge that was developing over years, um, and they're finally rolling up out of it. And uh, you know they're at two sixty three a share right now. So um, I know we we don't uh, like suggesting playing options, but with this one. I we bought, do what
1: are you talking well, about but i'm yeah, we but
2: do. great but i'm taking i'm talking about from the the riskier for the newer investor i don't recommend options right we just, that's not we
1: yeah we just tell people what we do
2: what we do right and, and so it's can... like this you know play your own risk but um for me i bought december 5 dollar calls so I bought a, a ton of them um on this one but mm. for that technical breakout wow. and then um there's stuff like uh, UAVs, uh, uh, GNUS, GSAT. These are all, you know, names that... Uh, Gator um, Traders.
1: Uh, Gator Traders. Brian yep. talked about some of them last Brian week. Brian talked about
2: these. Yeah. yeah. Brian Brian. You called know, a lot of these
1: out. Bob, you called... You, you you reminded me of something. Can I do a Papa, Papa Buffett quote? Because you yes, just nailed it. do it. Get so, it. no. pop. So, Papa Buffett um, has a picture of some famous, I don't know if it's like Hank Aaron or Babe Ruth, but he's got a picture of like a famous baseball player in his office. And there's a point for him having this this um, picture up. And I wish I knew the exact story, but you'll get the idea. He basically said this. He's like, you don't, you don't swing at every pitch. Okay. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing with stocks. You don't swing at every one. He said, right. all I have to do to be successful is swing at the stocks in a certain small box, Right. And he said, and he said that basically this famous, you know, major league baseball player from, you know, from uh, 300 years ago, um, (laughs) you know, basically (laughs) said said that and he was right, you know, but it's a, it's a perfect analogy. I try to keep it in mind too, because I get spread too thin at times, especially with my active account. And it's like, I got to, I got to ratchet it back and pull back on things I'm interested in and where I think the most opportunity is. So just swing into your strike zone is the point. Yep,
0: Absolutely. Very cool. And uh, REI can be found at uh, hottrades.moneybikings.com. It was one Absolutely. of the hot trades last week. It was. Hot you guys trades. can check
2: out the TA video on that one. It's really good. Absolutely. Jerry,
1: anything, uh, any parting words? No,
0: or- I'm just, oh, for, for parting words? No, I was just going to say I have no trades for next week. I'm just kind of, I've got quite a few things on right now, and I'm just uh, looking to manage them. I've got a coinbase iron condor i've got a uh short put cash secured put on arc that that it's a hot trade and uh yeah just just i've got a short qqq and the market is pretty high right now so that is uh a short uh short call on qqq which means i'm i'm bearish qqq it's like buying uvxy sort of and uh it's i'm afraid it's going to pierce through so we'll see we'll see what happens I, I would do better if the market went down a little bit on that
1: one. Wow. Well, guys, it was a pleasure. We went international. I hope you all enjoyed that uh, that uh, that global trip we, <laughs> we took with all of you. Uh, I enjoyed the dim sum and the pasta and and the, and the plantains and everything else. It was pretty awesome. That was amazing. That's amazing. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's the time of my life. <laughs>
1: all right guys have a good one thank you all for listening uh swing in your strike zone and we'll uh, we'll see you next week on the show and uh, check out the moneyvikings.com for a treasure trove of ideas to build your wealth take care bye
0: we are not financial professionals and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only we are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional.